Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. Good day, good day, Kingdom Corner podcast followers and devotees. The great Matt Geib here from the Pacific Northwest. And this day finally, sadly, has arrived. And that is, today is the final concluding lesson episode from the book of Ephesians. Wow. Wow. 46 episodes covering the last 16 months. And here we are. We started with part one of the conclusion last time we were together. This is part two. We talked about the masterful and masterful metaphors and masterpieces of Ephesians last time. And there were six of them, six word pictures that Paul painted for us by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And then God also gave me, as I was going through Ephesians to come up with a conclusion, a real revelation, I believe, for you, uh, a message for you about Ephesians to really conclude it so it will be indelibly marked upon our hearts from this day forward. I believe that, you know, all good things in the world, they say, come to an end, but the Word of God, the Word of God lasts forever. Isaiah 40 tells us in 6 to 8 verses, uh, verse 6 to 8, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of God lasts forever. I believe these things we've learned and been through in the last 16 months, God has indelibly placed them on your heart. You may not remember them all immediately now, but as times go by and you read through Ephesians again, you'll be reminded of the different topics we cost, we spoke of, burning your clothes, obliterating oppression, that is, burning your old clothes, obliterating oppression, um, the living, breathing temple of God, which is you and I corporately. So many wonderful themes, so many wonderful truths that God imparted to us along this 16-month journey, which I've been so excited to be with you on. This is uh, toward the end of the year here of 2021. How fitting um, as we go into the next year, I'm not exactly sure what we will start to cover again. I will be praying about that. But there have been so many wonderful truths here. So let's dig right in to the final concluding episode of Ephesians. And this I have titled Ephesians, A Mission Based in the Heavenlies. There's a mission that God has for each of us, and it's based in the heavenlies. Why do I say that? Because Ephesians 1, 3, 1, 20, 2, 6, 3, 10, uh, 6, 12, they all tell us, all those verses reiterate again and again that the setting is heavenly places. We receive spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Uh, 1, 3, that's chapter 1, verse 3. Verse 20 says, we sit at God's right hand in heavenly places. We also sit with Christ in heavenly places. Chapter 2, verse 6. Chapter 3, verse 10 tells us there are principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Yes, my friend, that's where the setting is. That's where the action 
is taking place in and from. We carry on battles in the heavenly places. It's not here with all the things we see going on in society. Yes, it's if you feel the call, it's probably good for you to get involved in politics, but we're talking about a spiritual battle. A lot of these things going on uh, have been cultivated and have uh, come about through the spirit. And I don't mean the spirit of God. I mean the spirit of the enemy and his forces. So they need to be battled in heavenly places with the Spirit of God. That is the setting, in heavenly places. God has called us to come up, because that's where we are. We live from heaven to earth. We don't live from earth to heaven. We live from heaven to earth. And if you will accept it, I, I got this revelation. I was reminded of the old TV show, Mission Impossible. Uh, I don't know if any of you have seen that or still how young the audience is to or, or old to remember that. Of course, you remember Tom Cruise made a um, series of movies on Mission Impossible. And the way the old show started off, the agent would come into or close to a telephone booth and get in the telephone booth, and there would be a tape machine and a tape. And he'd play this tape, and he'd say, John, if, you know, kind of a synopsis of the mission, if you want to accept this mission, you know, please let us know. The tape will self-destruct in 30 seconds. And there's a mission for us in the heavenlies. And it's not going to destruct, but it will just be there waiting for us when we're willing to say yes. You can say yes today. Uh, you may not be willing to do that, but it's always there. God has it prepared for you and I in the heavenlies when we're willing to say yes. So the mission is birthed in the heavenlies by God the Father. The purpose and Jesus Christ his Son. What is the purpose? Uh, and we've read this last week. The purpose is for provision of all spiritual blessings. For the provision of not some, but all spiritual blessings. That's the purpose, to begin to tap into those blessings, to begin to know what they are so we can share with others. Let's look at the next point. The next point is being initiated and qualified for the mission. It talks about in chapter 1, verse 5, that we're adopted. It talks about in chapter 1, verse 6, we're made accepted in the beloved. Why? Chapter 1, 7, and 8 says we were deemed by his or Jesus' blood. Chapter 1, verse 14 says we are his, God's purchased possession. That's what initiates us. That's what qualifying is qualifying us. Chapter 2, verses 1 and 5, both says we were made alive from sin. We're no longer an old man living in sin. We're a new creation. And so we, we have been qualified. We're saved by grace. Chapter 2, verse 8. We were brought near by the blood of Jesus. Chapter 2, verse 13. We've been reconciled to the cross. That means, you know, brought in, made right. 2, verse 16, chapter 2, verse 16. You can put on the old man, or the new man, I'm sorry. Chapter 4, verse 24. We put on that new man. We put on that new suit of the agency, as it were. We, we burn our old clothes, and we walk in a new way of life. So we have been initiated and qualified for the mission. The next point is provision has been made for the mission. Chapter 1, verse 3. We've talked about that. You know, he's provided every spiritual blessing for the mission. It's the unveiling and interpreting the mystery, mysterion. We talked about that. Chapter 1, verse 9. We talked about Paul was the apostle 
to reveal the mysterion to the Gentiles and to the world. The next point, point number five, when does it happen? In the dispensation and the fullness of time. And that's chapter 1, verse 10. And we are in that fullness of time, brothers and sisters. It talks about Jesus came in Galatians. The book talks about Paul wrote in the fullness of time. And it also talks about here, 1 verse 9, that we are being revealed, the sons and daughters of God, in the fullness of time, in this dispensation. Yes, because we have a mission to accomplish in this world. Um, number six, point six of, of, of this mission. To do what? What are we to do in this mission? Make all things one in Christ. Chapter 1, verse 10. That is, restore all things. Bring the Jews and the Gentiles together and all mankind as one unified body in Christ. Let's go on. What else happens with the mission? We're sealed. What, what, how can we accomplish this mission? What will help us accomplish it? It's because we are sealed with the Holy Ghost. He's given us His Holy Spirit. Chapter 1, verses 13 and 14 tell us this. Gives proof of our empowerment. This gives us our power, uh, our, our, our inspiration, our power, our energy to go out and perform the mission. 1, 13 and 14. Uh, point 8. Paul prays that we accept God's mission. Let's, let's read that. Paul prays that we accept God's mission. Let me read that scripture for you. I think I have it right here. I could read it. Paul prays that we accept the mission. Just like I said, we're called up in the heavenlies, and we're offered this mission whether we'll take it or not. Wherefore, I also, verse, verse 15 of chapter 1, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding or the eyes of your heart being enlightened. Here it is, that you might know the hope of his calling, the hope of his mission, as it were. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Amen. Let's go on. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? See, there's power available to us to do this mission. To us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when Christ was raised from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And I told you that's the setting of this whole mission. Christ is there, and we've been called up there far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So all things have been put under his feet. All power has been given to us, his agents, his... his um, church members, his um, saints, to fulfill the mission if we will just accept it. He's praying that it would be revealed to us and that we would want to accept that mission. That's such an important scripture. Uh, um, it just kind of sets the whole tenor for the mission in Ephesians. Number nine of this outline, God will fit each one of us perfectly for the role we are to play in the mission. Uh, 
chapter 2, verse 10, chapter 1, verse 9. Talks about, we talked about that, um, you know, by grace are you saved through faith, that of yourself, not of your, that which is not of yourselves, but is the gift of God. Um, and then he talks about, um, you know, that we should be brought into good works because we are his masterpiece. We are his portrait is another uh, way of saying it. We are his workmanship. So he's working on us to make us a fit agent for the mission, to fit in with his plan for the mission. Uh, he will fit each one of us perfectly. Number 10 of my outline, uh, an essential key for this mission to make is to make Jews and Gentiles one. Uh, chapter 1, verse 10, gather together all as one in the dispensation of time. One new man is what it says there. And it speaks to the church, uh, Jews, Gentiles, everyone throughout the whole world, yellow, red, black, and white, as the song says, being made one, coming to Jesus, being one uh, agency, being one army, as it were. The mission task, number 11, Ephesians 2, 19 to 21. Uh, and that's such a beautiful scripture. Let's read that one to you. It's one of my favorites uh, of, of the pictures. We talked about pictures and metaphors last week. And this one is the picture of the quickening temple of God, the living, breathing temple of God. That's the mission task that we're called to. Now, therefore... You are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Now, what's happening here? And are being built upon the foundation of the apostles. Paul was one of the apostles, was he not? And of the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together. See, all of us are framed together. We're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets into a holy temple in the Lord. That's a, that's a metaphor, a living, breathing, quickening temple in whom you also are builded together. He's building us together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. We talked a lot about that in uh, the last part one of the, of the conclusion. Our mission task is to be built together, set together as a corporate living, breathing temple for God. That's, that's the task, the mission task. Number 12 of the outline. Uh, for this reason, what was the reason this was to be done? The parenthesis. We're going to talk about the parenthesis for a second. Paul stopped here, kind of in the middle here, um, and talked about his qualifications, his resume, to be that forerunning foundational and... Um, transitional apostle. Why? Because he was to open up the mysterion, the mystery of the gospel. Ephesians 3.3, 3, God revealed it to him. Ephesians 3.4, why? So they would understand it. Ephesians 3.5, he recently opened up to the apostles and prophets this same mysterion, this same mystery, something that had been shut up and hidden away in secret forever until Jesus Christ changed that by dying on the cross, coming back from the grave, uh, and alive again, that's when the new covenant started. That's when the mysterion started to be opened up to the world. Uh, Ephesians 3, 6, and 7, Gentiles were added. The whole world was added um, to this um, gospel. To the, uh, This was what the mystery involved, in, in, including everyone, every man, woman, and child on earth. 
in, in, in the calling to this mission, in the calling to God, as it were. Paul made was made the Gentile apostle, Ephesians 3, 8 to 10. Number 13 on the outline, for this reason. What was the reason? You know, we talked about the parenthesis. He wanted to prove to them his resume in, in number 12. We talked about that. Now number 13. Due to this mission, Paul offers a prayer. Here's another prayer. Already read you one, uh, uh, his prayer that you would receive the mission and you would you would say yes to it in Ephesians 1, uh, 18 through 22. Now, here's another prayer, a prayer of persistence, a prayer for strengthening, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. And this was the prayer, and this is where we started when we started way back 16 months ago. It was July 31st, 2020. We talked about a prayer to obliterate oppression. And there's two, there's two episodes in there. And we talked about these things for this reason. Why is he praying for them? To be infused in the inner man. In other words, with the Spirit of God, 3.16. To abide in Christ. To be established in love, in the height, and the depth, and the width, and the length. And that, again, is a picture referring to the dimensions of the temple. That, that never-ending temple. Always expanding temple. Uh, to connect with and influence God's people to receive Christ's love experientially. This was his prayer for them, to receive all there was of God that you can. This was a prayer of perseverance. That's the reason. He's, you're accepting the mission now, and now he's per, your eyes have been opened to it, but now you need perseverance to follow through and complete the mission. Number 14, unity of the team or unity of the agents is essential to fulfill the mission. Ephesians 4, 1 to 6. We have to be unified. Let's talk about mission assignments, number 15. They are given. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. Talked a lot about this. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. They're the supervisors God has put in the church as, uh, as representatives of Jesus Christ. They're supervisors that equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And they're built. They're connected, built, and edified. Uh, built, uh, edified means to build, and you can connect that back again into the living, breathing temple. These supervisors and these workers are building the living, breathing temple. Uh, that we can connect that right back into chapter two, nineteen to twenty-two. But Ephesians four, eleven, and twelve is talking about the specific offices. Let's talk about point sixteen. A facet of opening up the mystery is to build unity, completeness and intimate knowledge in Christ into the body of Christ. Let me read that again. A facet of opening up the mystery is to build unity, completeness, and intimate knowledge in Christ into the body of Christ. See Ephesians 4, 13 to 17. Again, verse 16 here connects us with chapter 2, verses 19 to 22. Number 17 of this outline of of you know, a, mirth, a mission birthed in the heavenlies. Number 17, to complete a successful mission, we must put on the new man. Remember we talked uh, in one episode of Burning Our Old Clothes? Ephesians 4, 20 to 24. When we come into the agency, he's given us a new suit of clothes, you know, with everything we need to complete the mission. Number 18 of this outline, do not cause grief, among your brethren, walk in kindness and forgiveness. In other words, be a good 
agent. Be a good team member. Ephesians 4, 25 to 32. Number 19, walk in accountability and act in love, producing a sweet aroma. Walk in and act in love and accountability in love and producing a sweet aroma. And that is Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. 20, this is point 20 of this outline. Ephesians, a mission birthed in the heavenlies. Be a torchbearer and expose the enemy. That's what the agency is called to do, to ferret out the enemy wherever he is, to pull down his strongholds. You can read about that in Ephesians 5, 8 to 13. Um, to awaken the dormant to the call. Uh, Ephesians 5, 14. Awake now, it says, thou that sleeps, and God will give thee light. And I remember reading this on a, um, on a Facebook message once that God has, isn't calling us um, God isn't calling us to awake those that are steeped and bound up in religion. He's calling us to awake the giants and the lions that are sleeping. Those saints that have this call, but they may be hiding or sleeping. That's 21. 22 of my outline. Make wise use of your time in these tumultuous days. How do we fulfill that mission? By making wise use of our time. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. <clears throat> 23 of this outline. How do we continue to, to, you know, to tap into the mission and to complete the mission? By doing church together. That's what I wrote down here. Do church together. Um, have fellowship together. Ephesians 5, 18 to 21. Number 24 of birthing the mission. Uh, Ephesians, a call to birthing the mission. Uh, a, a mission birthed in the heavenlies. Allow God to transform you to be like him through your human relationships. That's what it's all to get about. We have to be in unity. We have to be together as saints. And, we and God will transform us through each other, through relationships. Ephesians 5, 21 through Ephesians 6, 9. And it talks about first part of that chapter, chapter 5. He's talking about our vertical relationship with God. Then he switches over to the most important relationships we have. Marriage is number one, which represents the apex of the mission that Jesus would have a bride. Ephesians 5, 27 to 32. That's the whole Apex of the gospel, that God would find a purified bride for his son Jesus, and that's us, the church. The second relationship that's so important, you may not um, be married, but you're probably somebody's child, uh, it has to do with parents and children. Ephesians 6, 4, do not provoke your children to wrath, it says. And then the last part, Ephesians 6, 7, and 8, the other relationship, he had in Ephesians there, um, masters and slaves, but I believe for our, our culture, it speaks to employees and uh, employers. And we work as unto God. We do our work as unto God. Whatever you're doing, whether you're a garbage man, whether you're a waiter, whether you're a minister, wh whether you work for the city, uh, city that you live in, we do it as unto the Lord. We Sure, we work as best we can for our employer, but it's really as unto the Lord. Finally, 25.25 of Ephesians, a mission birthed in the heavenlies. This mission is a war. You've been called to war. When you accept the mission, when you say, yes, I'll go on this mission, yes, I'll perform it, know that you're in a war. And we must put on Jesus Christ's armor. 
Ephesians 6.14 talks about the belt of truth around the waist. Ephesians 6.14 talks about the breast and chest uh, 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 um, covered with a breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15 of chapter 6 talks about our feet, our feet, I'm sorry, shod with peace. 6.16, the shield of faith. 6.17, our head covered with the helmet of salvation. And 6.17, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. And then finally, point 26, pray unceasingly. And we talked about that in one of our final episodes, how we can always be in an attitude of prayer. Pray unceasingly with fervent prayer and supplication. Chapter 6, verse 18, we must live a life of prayer. So that, my friends, is Ephesians, a mission birthed in the heavenlies. That concludes the book of Ephesians, which has been such a blessing to minister to you each and every week here for almost a year and a half. I'm going to miss it, but God will bring these things to our remembrance as we need them. God will use this, and not only use it, the truths that God has given me and the truths that he's revealed to you, but he's going to build on that and expand it. Some of you are going to receive some revelations yourself in Ephesians as you study it and prayerfully meditate on it. So be blessed, my friends. Uh, I will see you again in another episode of the Kingdom Corner Podcast. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on the Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Geib. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, significanceacademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner.